most greatly misunderstood the manifesto of the kingdom of God. We're, we're going to read some things over the next several weeks together that are going to comfort you in this sermon. We're going to read some things that are going to bug you as you get to it. The Bible does that, doesn't it? It's a sharp, two-edged sword, isn't it? It's been said that sometimes you read the Bible and it comforts the afflicted. At other times, it will afflict the comfortable. And we need them both, don't we? Now, it's called the Sermon on the Mount because it was given on one of those gentle rolling hills in the northern part of the Sea of Galilee. I never really liked the title, to be honest with you. The Sermon on the Mount. It doesn't really give you much information. It's sort of like if I were to say, my message this morning is entitled, The Sermon from the Pulpit. It's more than just a sermon on a mount. It is a mountain of a sermon. And if I were to give it a title, I would call it the Sermon of the Monarch. It's the king's message for kingdom followers. The Sermon from the Monarch, the Kingdom Manifesto. It is really the greatest sermon ever preached by the greatest preacher who ever lived. And the crowd sort of picked up on that. For you'll notice if you turn to the last chapter of the sermon, chapter 7, look at the last two verses after the sermon is finished. Verse 28, So it was when Jesus had ended these sayings that the people were astonished at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. I had a friend who used to fill in at my pulpit in Albuquerque several times until he went to heaven. He died in his 80s. Roy Gustafson was his name. I loved Roy. He was a good friend and an associate with Dr. Billy Graham. They went to school together, went to college together. And uh, Roy Gustafson tells the most classic story. He was in Bible school in Florida with Billy Graham. And they were sitting in the class taught by William Evans. You may have read the book Great Doctrines of the Bible by William Evans. It was that William Evans giving the teaching in his class. During class, their classmate, William Macy, fell asleep. And was just... And, and this really bugged old Dr. Evans, who pointed at Roy and said, You wake that boy up. And Roy responded, You wake him up, Dr. Evans. You put him to sleep. That could never have been said about Jesus. Far from being boring, Jesus was riveting in how he shared his truth. And this morning, I want to draw your attention to three general things in this sermon. First of all, the multitudes that are gathered around him. That's what we're going to look at first. Then we're going to look at the master himself and what he is doing as he starts this. And then finally, the message that he gives. So let's look at verse 1, the multitude. And seeing the multitude, he went up on a mountain. Now stop right there. We need to get a little context here. So would you go back to chapter 4, the 23rd verse, where we read, Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. 
Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Great multitudes followed him from Galilee, from Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond Jordan. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth, and he taught them, saying. You know, Jesus always had crowds around him. He always drew a multitude, and there were a number of reasons for that. One of them is that he had such compassion. He had such compassion. Sometimes he would see a a weary, spiritually beat-up crowd He'd have compassion. We read in Matthew chapter 9, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion, for they were weary and scattered.